you lovely lot. Hope you are keeping well. Today I've been talking to Kat and Kirsty from The Dot Project. But first, a message from the sponsors of this entire series, the Royal British Legion. The Royal British Legion offer all members of our armed forces community support. But they also understand that sometimes what's needed is just a little bit of advice. Whether it's recommending specialised services, advice on housing, finances or employment, they have your back. And you can find loads of information about that on the Royal British Legion website. So thank you to the wonderful British Legion for all of their help and support with this podcast series. It just could not be done without them. But now the episode with the lovely Cats and Kirsty. These women are amazing business owners. They're both mums and they are also army wives. So I know you'll get an awful lot out of it. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello both and thank you so much for joining me. Hello, it's so lovely to see you. Hi Jess, thanks for having us. It's so lovely to see you. I am very excited to talk to you. But first off, I'm just wondering... How on earth you are coping with this crazy time? We're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's all a bit weird. And I was just wondering how you're doing. I had a lovely moment last night, which made me reflect on the importance of celebrating the little things. I have a almost 10 month old little girl. She's 10 months tomorrow. And yesterday she stood up on her own for the first time in front of me and her dad, because sometimes those things happen when it's just me around. And it was just so lovely because we both cheered and so did our dog as well. So our dog joined in and it just made me remember that actually things continue to happen in these times and actually learning to roll with it and celebrate whatever you can. That was a massive moment for us, but actually in the grand scheme of life, it's not that massive, but those little things are important to like celebrate and celebrate even more than you probably would in more normal times. Absolutely. I I love that idea of celebrating Kat because I think it's so important at the moment. Things feel quite tough and quite hard and some of the challenge that you have to wake up and face every day feels tough. For me it's been, as it has for everyone, kind of a whirlwind of a time but looking at one of the positives I feel like I have learned so much over the last few months about so many things but I had a real moment where I celebrated this week and actually we were doing a um, training session on Zoom and I was recording the session and I normally sort of pause the recording session at an appropriate moment but I've been finding it really hard to work the breakout rooms in Zoom. I don't know if anyone else has done breakout rooms in Zoom but anyway I managed to get them right for 30 people this week and I did this massive kind of celebration and then realised I'd actually recorded me celebrating that everyone's going to see afterwards. But I think it just speaks to that um, that idea of really celebrating the small moments, embracing what you're learning. And I think remembering to laugh sometimes, you know, there's some days where it gets really hard and you go to bed and you're really tired and you don't want to laugh. But actually, those tiny moments are really important. And those tiny moments that we probably would have missed before, I think, because life was so busy and so much social media and things pinging and, and noise. And I think we probably would have missed them. And without this time to sit back and realise how important that is, I think that's a really good takeaway. Oh, you've made me feel so much better already. So we've known each other in one way or another, quite a long time now. Kat, you were so helpful for me when I first started off in Pinnaspar CIC, but it's now the Millspo CIC. You were brilliant. You helped me move towards what it is today. You've supported it, a little bit of mentoring. 
And then you came to the Mills Bay meetups, which we did at the very start when you were locked down and you were so good there with your tiny person, and which is just wonderful having a little person when life is a little bit bleak. So I've known you for a while and I think what you're doing is fab. But for those who might have missed you, could you please explain the Dot Project and what you are up to? Of course. So Dot Projects is a cooperative. We are a group of people very passionate about social change and people. We focus on enabling people and empowering people to be their digital best. So we come together around different skill sets to do with digital and technology, but our very core, what we care about is people um, being enabled to thrive and in turn enabling community social impact initiatives to really achieve their goals powered by technology but not distracted by technology so first and foremost we're really about people and connecting people to technology yeah and i think i did that as a cooperative it's a slightly different way of doing business it's a slightly different way of looking at things where it's very much about being i guess what the word says cooperative but it's very much about being collaborative it's about being equal it's about sharing and being quite open in the way you do things and i think it's about in the way that we work and the, the thing that really appealed to me about dot projects as a, as a cooperative is that it really is about looking at diversity and strength that people's differences are what makes us stronger and the different viewpoints are really important to bring together because we're all quite different as people and we're quite different in our skill sets but when we come together we create something that's bigger than ourselves and that's really important and i think really powerful to how we are growing and working as, as, a, as a business. So for someone like me, I'm not entirely sure what a cooperative is. I mean, I've heard of the co-op, which is the shop, and I understand kind of the logic behind it. But as a business entity, I've not really experienced it before. I think it's quite a new thing. How does it work? Is it a legal structure? Is it a business structure? It'd be really interesting to know. A good question. And we started out actually in the very beginning as a straightforward limited company. But what we've always held really core is the idea of equality and equity. So my co-founder, Annie, who actually also has links to the military, her father was in the military. She and I started the DOT project journey together. And from the very beginning, we knew that for this to work and for us to create the culture that we wanted to work in, and this was very much coming from a culture where we'd both been really burnt by having to kind of do things that really went against our values and experience things that we just felt were unjust and not fair. We knew that in starting our own company, we needed to put at the center values and principles which really truly spoke to being equal, being fair and being just. And it was actually through the journey of starting Dot Project that we met somebody from a co-op called Outlandish, his name's Harry. And he asked us to talk a bit about what we were trying to achieve. And he said, you know what, you are actually talking about a co-op structure. And tech co-ops are fairly new, obviously, because technology, you know, has kind of grown and proliferated the last few years. But cooperatives have been around for a really long time. And, and really, at their core, it's about finding a way to operate which supports community and which enables people to be who they are and not have to conform to standards or values that don't align with what they believe in. So for us as a company, we're really centered around why do people want to work with us and how can they build both themselves and also their passions within Dot Project. And the legal side is 
fairly complicated, I would say. And actually, that's uh, my biggest kind of advice, really, if you're thinking about uh, co-op structure is to just work with people who really get the legal side of things, because we've gone through three kind of legal iterations. But actually, the magic of cooperatives is about how you operate and how you behave together and how you relate to each other. And that was just so important to us from the very beginning. And the cooperative structure just works so well for us now as much as it did in the beginning and it's evolving all the time yeah and i think in a very simple way of explaining it as well to people as if you know normally if you had a limited company and you have a director of a limited company that director has a vote or if you have two directors they have a vote and in a co-op each member is viewed as a director so everybody has an equal vote in every decision that's made so it is a very collective and democratic decision making and governing governance model Thank you for that. Now, I, I like that a lot. I think it's really important that for those listening that running their own business, that they understand that there's all these different options when you're running your own business. And I think that's a really good one. So thank you for explaining that. And I think it's really interesting how before, when we were chatting, the form that you filled out, because you filled out a lovely form for me, just how I can interview you, um, you put huge emphasis on collaboration and building networks and tech and how that's really at the heart of what you're doing. But why is it so important and why do you want to give back to society in this way? For me, it comes from a deep personal passion, which started many years ago, actually, when I began my career in international development, which then took me on a journey towards technology. And I I guess it's important for me to say that despite working in digital and tech, I would not call myself a technology expert. I think that's something which people often need to be reminded about when it comes to digital and tech. You don't need to be an expert to work in this field. But in the journey that I've had through my professional career, I've always championed working in teams. And those teams might be people within the same organization or kind of in my early days, there was so much of a team environment when it came to emergency response because there was no time to like waste basically. So it was always about knowing who else is on the ground next to you and who's the best skill set to respond to certain issues. So constantly it was kind of people like me trying to work out like how can I best add value in this situation and who do I need to bring in to make sure that we can add even more value. And I suppose I've taken that passion into what we now do within Dot Project. And at its core, really, what we're saying is that no one person can do everything. And if they can, they're lying. (laughs) Magic comes when you collaborate. And in today's world, you don't need to collaborate just within your own organization. We actually created Dot Project to be an entity around which we can bring experts and kind of specialists that need to respond to a very specific need that might not work with us all the time. And in the same way, we work alongside partner organizations that we collaborate with regularly, but always around a specific goal. And for me, collaboration is about having an aligned purpose and a shared vision that you're working towards, because that's when you can feel that people are kind of coming together. And the last six months has kind of proved that to me again, really. And your network is a great example. It really kind of was important as a connection point for me over the first couple of months of the coronavirus, because actually I needed that kind of connection and network to remind me that it was possible to operate. (laughs) A business in this time and be a mum and you know be a military spouse 
Yeah, and I think for me, that question of what makes you want to work in such a collaborative way, the older I've got and the more experience I've had working across different environments, I've kind of often found myself asking the question, why am I doing this? Or why is this company doing this? What is the actual purpose of this? And sometimes I've felt really uncomfortable with the answer as to why am I doing this? Because if I felt it wasn't making a difference, in a positive way to society. I felt really uncomfortable with that space. And that really led me to think very carefully about where do I put my time and energy and how do I make a difference? You know, there's that great cliche, you need to be the change that you want to see. So if you're not happy with something, you need to do something about it. It's no good just saying, oh, I'm not really happy with it. It's like, well, what can you actually do about it? And for me, this idea of working with people who are open to new ideas and open to new ways of working and open to new things means that we find more possibilities together. If you're not open to those possibilities, I think you limit yourself and you limit the outcomes and you limit the purpose. And actually, if you just kind of look outward, you can get to a place that you didn't even anticipate getting to. And it's so much bigger and better than you thought you could be. And for me, that's at the heart of collaborative working. And it makes it much more exciting because after all, this is something that we're doing every day. It seemed to be a while ago, it was really trendy that everybody was competitive, trying to get one over on each other. And actually, it just limits what you can do and how you can do it. And having that collaborative, open way of doing things and realising in your business, you can outsource an awful lot and get experts that can come and help you at all different levels, I think is really an important thing to recognise early and to encourage because the results are so much better. And you're right, be the change and step up. If you see something isn't right, step up and do it. And I think especially in this crazy time i mean military life was tough before coronavirus and now it's just crazy but yes yeah, step up and be the change and be a voice and do something and there'll be a load of us that will support you and look after you which sort of moves us on to the military life question you are both military wives business leaders first obviously but also military wives and mums which in itself is a lot of hats to wear how are you finding the balance I found lockdown I had two kids at home my husband at home working me at home working and I found it incredibly challenging really really hard to balance all of that because I felt I wasn't quite doing justice to any one thing you know if I was doing something on work I felt I wasn't sort of fulfilling what my kids needed or if I was doing something with them I was kind of missing out on the work thing and I honestly found it really tough and I would not choose to redo the last six months if I could but I've learned really valuable lessons out of it. So I think in everything, you just have to take the lessons. You know, it's hard. I, I know I've heard different viewpoints from people and some people have really liked the time that they've had. They've reconnected with kids. They've reconnected with nature. And other people have just found it really hard. And I think I was one of the ones who, who found it hard. So how I did it, I don't know. I think it's just you just do it because you have to and you get through each day. Yeah, I really hold that kind of concept of taking each day as it comes really close to my heart because that's what I learned actually as soon as I became a mum like I had no idea what I was doing all I could do every day was get up and approach the day as it presented itself to me and I came back to work two weeks before we went into lockdown and was kind of faced with this reality that what I'd expected the first year to be with my little girl was not going to pan out you know I like had this conviction that I never wanted her to see me on the computer that I was didn't want to use screens in front of her I didn't want her to really kind of know what they were in her early life and then all of a sudden like I'm on my work calls with my daughter and that is the normal and she was amazing actually to echo Kirsty's words I can't really remember how we got through it but what I do know is that actually one of the biggest 
things that I noticed when we just had a chance recently, my husband and I to just breathe for a second was the two of us actually had no time for each other. We were constantly balancing work and my daughter. And it was like we were ships passing each other in the hallway. Then there was like three months probably where we just didn't really have time to properly process and talk about what we were going through. I'm really grateful for the kind of strength of relationship that I have with my husband because it could have been really hard if we didn't have a kind of team attitude to the whole situation. But in doing that, we did have to sacrifice, I think, quite a lot of things, but one of them being, you know, focusing on on ourselves and our relationship. Yeah, and I think actually that's really interesting, Kat, because one of the things I felt coming out of all of this is just I was really, really tired. I was physically and emotionally really tired all the time. And I've consciously made an effort over the last few weeks to actually put some time aside for myself. You know, last week I had two hours on a Friday afternoon and I haven't seen people in ages. And I had a coffee with two people that I haven't seen in five months. And we had a coffee in the sunshine and we just chatted. And that was such a restorative, precious couple of hours. So I think out of all of this, one of the things I've learned, you know, when you're juggling being a mum and a military wife and working and running a business is that you really have to prioritise taking care of yourself. And that means putting aside some time to do that in whatever shape or form that is. But if you're not at capacity, you can't give your best to everyone else. And I think it was such a long, sustained period. It was six months of intensity that that self-care and those those moments that you need to take for yourself are really important. So important. And for somebody who didn't do that, who is now facing another lockdown, I'm now realising what a terrible mistake that was and how we went from lockdown straight into house move, straight into this crazy back to work thing, trying to convince everybody that everything is fine. When actually, if you don't stop and look after yourself, I think maybe you don't get a choice after a while. I think your body just makes you. So I think that I need to see what you have just said, Kirsty, as a bit of a red flag and actually make sure that I look after myself because I'm tired. It's been like the longest detachment ever and it's tiring. And I think maybe if you're listening to this and you haven't taken some time out to look after yourself, let's do that together. Let's make a promise to each other that we're going to take some time out and I'm going to do that and maybe try and and get away before we inevitably get locked down. Yeah, I think that was really important. Kirsty, thank you for saying that. But it's not all bad. You put in your form how you like to look at change as an opportunity, which I think is a really positive thing, especially as somebody who has just moved and is struggling a little bit with all the change. How do you do that? I think we go as military spouses through so much change that we don't often take the time to reflect on. And for me, generally, I'm quite optimistic. So I always kind of go into each new move, let's say, with the idea that it's going to be brilliant. And then often, you know, it doesn't live up to expectations. But I often look at it in two ways, I suppose. One, what it's doing to me. I see life as a kind of journey that I have an opportunity to develop and taking the time, as Kirsty says, to kind of for yourself, for me also involves reflecting on how am I growing? Am I growing? Because I want to kind of learn and not become better, but just become more fulfilled in what I'm doing and and know more about myself so that I can shape the life that I want. And then from a kind of more external perspective, I've always been really passionate about not seeing the fact that I'm a military spouse as a hindrance. I remember somebody once telling me before I got married, like, I can't imagine you as a military spouse. And I was so offended because the reason I'm a military spouse is because I really love my husband. Like, that's brilliant and amazing. Like, I feel really lucky that that happens. And so we live now in a world where 
many things are possible. And I guess I have a kind of belief that if you want to make something happen, you can do it. If you've got enough energy and enough belief, but also the right people behind you. I've learned so much about the importance of telling people about your dreams, getting them to come on that journey with you. And I think the dot project journey is a really good example of that. I always kind of thought I might run my own business, but it happened so much more quickly because I met Annie. And now we're like three, four years in. I can't imagine doing it without her by my side, but then other people by my side. Like I would feel so lonely if I was doing it on my own. So I think it's about just identifying what's going well in your current situation and what you might want to grow into and how that might happen. Because I think you can get fulfillment in so many different ways. But as military spouses, we tend to kind of be forced to like relook at those things more regularly, which can be quite exhausting. I acknowledge that. I think for me, it's that same thing of sometimes you can't see what the opportunity is. For example, I wouldn't be connected to CAT and DOT Project, ironically, if it wasn't for the military, because I met Annie, who's CAT's co-founder, when I was on a posting with my husband in Malaysia. And we met completely separately of the military. Our kids happened to be at the same school, but it was that connection. And I didn't know at the time that I was going to end up working with Annie or with CAT or that this business would end up growing. But I think it was like looking at the opportunity of, hey, here's this really interesting, smart woman. I want to chat to her. I want to find out more. Our kids were really good friends. And it was just looking at that as an opportunity and connecting on that opportunity. And I think just using that everywhere you go equally, sometimes I completely get that it's hard when you move and you've got to put yourself out there and you've got to be the new person and you've got to knock on the door and say hi. And, you know, you might knock on four doors and not get a very warm welcome but you might knock on the fifth door and that's your new best friend for two months or you might say hi to that person across the room when you're dropping your kids at a new school and hey that's your business partner in four years time so I think it's about just embracing the moment and acknowledging sometimes they're difficult times but you don't know what's going to come from the connections that you make which is brilliant because I mean we've moved crazy amounts of time I I always think that if I had never my neck out and never tried you could go 25 years of service life without ever meeting anybody or ever doing anything which would be so sad and so disappointing because there's so many exciting things that we can do I mean gosh just like the military wives choirs just doing that or joining in the networking or like you said knocking on the door and meeting somebody who could potentially be your business partner and that's exciting and I think if we can reframe that and look at these opportunities more positively. I also need to try a little bit harder at that. Then actually, gosh, how exciting. That is brilliant. Yeah, and sometimes I think, like, I'm a great planner. That's my background. I come from project management. I like to have a plan. I like to have a plan far out. But another thing that the last few months in particular have taught me, and I think military life is you can't control the future. You don't know what's going to happen. It is really uncertain and it's uncertain two weeks out. In fact, at the moment, it's uncertain a day out. You know, we don't quite know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you just have to kind of go with that flow, but make the most of what happens on that day. Maybe each day or each week, I'm going to do something that makes me feel a bit scared, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to do something that's a bit of a challenge, but I'm going to try it because you just don't know where that effort or that trying or that connection is going to put you. And it's this kind of collection of all of our experiences from the past that actually help us create the future. I did not appreciate what being a military spouse had taught me in terms of adapting quickly and inner strength and positivity, actually. And through this pandemic, I've noticed that actually the experiences that lead us to this point, particularly related to the amount of times we've moved and having to 
try and embed within a community that you know you're not going to be in for a long time that takes so much energy and effort but actually doing that has taught me so much about myself where I feel comfortable where I'm stretching my comfort zone and all of that kind of has built this adaptiveness I think that I didn't really appreciate I had until going into this kind of crazy last six months and just kind of realizing that actually yes it's really hard but good things happening from the energy that I'm able to put out into the world and kind of finding opportunities just by going day by day. And it always bounces back with positivity that's the best way to do it positive energy out into the world and it will bounce back you're kind of like the, the living example of not being defined by being a military wife or partner and yet embracing the good bits and looking at it as an opportunity so what would you say to somebody who maybe is freshly married or they've just joined the community they're thinking about starting the business what do you think are your best tips I think to start with is to find a way to really have self-belief the amount of energy and thought that needs to go in to starting a business can't be underestimated. It's a really exciting time, but you really need some kind of deep conviction that what you're doing is worthwhile. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It needs to matter to you. And I think finding a way to really develop that confidence is really key. And, and that's why I really love what Recruit for Spouses are doing around coaching. I needed to have some coaching when I started Dot Project because I'd come from a really, I was quite broken. My confidence was really low. I'd come from a really toxic environment and I knew that I wouldn't be able to sustain the energy that was required to set up Dot Project if I didn't work on myself and my own confidence. And I think it's really easy. I actually had to go through another round of coaching when I moved to Shrivenham. I moved at a time when it was like switchover and so it was quite empty. When I arrived, my husband was posted overseas on an operational tour. We didn't have that much contact. And so for six months, I lived in this house and there was only like three other people on the street where usually there's kind of like 45, 50 families living. And I just remember so quickly feeling really isolated and lonely. And I knew from the work that I'd done kind of in setting up Dot Project that I needed to revisit the self-worth aspect of kind of my own identity. And so I guess my main message would be find that inner strength, but then keep working on it because you go through waves of like really feeling like you're really confident and then for whatever reason, just needing a little bit of time and space to work on that again. For me, I don't know if it's advice for starting a business or I think it's more about just the context that we're in and the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was the US Supreme Court Justice, died this last week. There's so many great quotes and she was such a giant of a woman and what she did and how she led change and how she made things happen despite being quite a difficult environment, the fact that she never gave up. And, you know, one of the things she said was fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. I think that sort of slightly echoes Kat's idea of have the idea and the passion and then take people on a journey with you. Keep fighting for it, keep going, keep articulating it, keep trying. But then for me, I think it's about start to gather that support network around you. And the great thing about the pandemic is you can gather that a support network online. You can reach a whole new audience and a whole new bunch of people who might share your values, your thoughts, your visions that we couldn't reach before because suddenly everybody's online. Have that conviction, follow that conviction, if you believe in it and you work towards it, other people start to feel that energy and that belief and they'll work towards it too. 
That's so inspiring. And I think you're right. Let's go for it and not give up a military life quite early in the community. If the community is not quite there when you, when you first start, just keep trying because there's so many different elements to it and you will eventually find your people. And once you have those people around you, you can build that network and it will be online and it's fab. And I love that, Kirsty. And I think it's just brilliant and such good advice. The DOT project is obviously brilliant. Thank you so much for all of your help at the start of this crazy independent spouse Millspo journey that I have gone on. It really has helped me. I was just wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to add before we finish. Well, I think just from knowing you back at that start of the journey, equally, you are the example as well within this space of somebody who really had this passion. And it's been amazing to watch you on this journey, kind of checking in at various points. And we've only met actually once, I think, face to face, but seeing, you know, you grow the network, but also kind of the creativity that you bring to it. Just really appreciate that. And it's been very magic to watch it unfold so yeah keep going absolutely I think it's so important that as women and as military spouses that we support each other and that we uplift each other and that we connect with each other be that physically or virtually I think that's really important part of the journey gosh I feel like I set you up to say that genuinely (laughs) I do appreciate it and I love the fact that we can work together because for generations, women have really bashed heads. And I think that it, we're starting to change and we're making a difference. I think it's really important. I love The Dot Project. I know where to find you. But if anybody's listening wants to follow along with what you're doing, where can they find you? You can go to our website, which is www.project.coop. And um, we're also on Twitter and we have a brilliant lady called Holly that does some beautiful messaging on Twitter. So you can also start there and see kind of real time what we're up to day by day. Kirsty and Kat. Thank you for talking to me today, mostly for cheering me up on this kind of grumpy September day. Um, It's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much for having us, Jess. It's been a real privilege. Thank you. Thanks again to Kat and Kirsty. It was so lovely to talk to them. What a positive pair. Really lovely to hear their thoughts on military life and how it can really make a difference. And I think we could all learn an awful lot from that and look at the positives of military life and embrace how amazing it can be. So I hope you enjoyed that one and I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you did, and if you're new to this series, do not worry, I will be back next week with another interview. If you hit subscribe now, it means you'll get to hear it first. And whilst you're there, it'd be really handy if you could put a little review. It's just so lovely to hear all your wonderful comments and to know that this podcast series really is making a difference. So thank you so much to those who have spent time writing reviews. So that's me for today, but I will of course be back next week with another inspiring episode. So I shall see you then.